Well, uh, good morning, everyone. Um, a very warm welcome to you all here in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, it's good to be able to gather together and worship together. And uh, this service is also, we're, we're joined by those online, so a special welcome to you. And uh, we trust that as we meet, uh, that God, uh, that, that we will encounter uh, the, the, the living God uh, and experience his goodness and grace. Just as we begin, um, a notice from Deborah about next week. Thank you. Uh, I just want to say thank you very much to all those who've already taken a collecting box for the Children's Society, which will be supporting as part of our Chris Dingle service next week. It's a fantastic opportunity next Sunday to come together as the whole church family uh, in one service to celebrate Jesus as the hope and the light of the world. And if you haven't already got your box, can I invite you to grab one, fill it up with as all that loose change that's lying around your house, or you know, if you want to, you can just stuff your notes into it. That is perfectly acceptable. Um, it's easier to count, easier to carry. So you know, it might just make life easier for you generally all round. Um, and I'd like to invite you to bring your box back when you come to the service next Sunday, and there'll be an opportunity during the service to to bring that as an offering. If you're not able to come next Sunday or you're worshiping online with us, then please do feel free just to get it to the office and uh, we'll, we'll take your money however you want uh, to give it. And I know the Children's Society will be really, really grateful. Uh, they work really hard to support children and their families, um, those who are particularly vulnerable. And uh, I speak from experience in that the local authority support is just, is just not there. And so these families are more and more reliant on, um, on charities like the Children's Society to help them, and there is so much need. So if you can find a few pence, it will make a real difference. Thank you. Thank you, Deborah. Our theme for today is joy. Uh, so we're going to begin by singing uh, our songs, our worship joyfully to God. Um, this is Sing to God, New Songs of worship to begin with.
hear some, uh, we're going to read from Luke chapter 1. And uh, we're thinking today about joy, but in particular, Mary's joy, that Mary, the mother of Jesus. In the sixth month, God sent the angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age and she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. We come to the lighting of our Advent candles for the third Sunday in Advent. Uncontainable, irrepressible, bubbling up in an explosion of energy. What the weary long for, what our children often embody, what makes the divine smile together. Joy. It cannot be paid for, but it is a priceless treasure. As we hope for your arrival, as we pray for peace, in your living, as we wait and watch and wonder how you might reveal yourself to us. God, give us joy in your advent. Joy is not a commodity that can be bought or sold, but lives deep in the human spirit. Help us to hear that truth and believe it. Help us to let go of what our consumer culture says will bring us happiness, money, success, 
a scramble to the top that leaves us flat. If we have robbed others of what they need in our clamour and quest for more than our fair share, forgive us. Help us to hear the call of John the Baptist to turn around and begin again. God of love, we were made in joy. May we live that way. Light a candle for joy. May it light the way. So, come, let us sing for joy. We're going to sing together a couple of songs and let's worship our Lord and allow him to bring joy to us. Joy that is not based on circumstance or on feelings, but joy that comes from knowing that we are in God's presence and that we are able to be God's friends. Come let us sing for joy to the Lord. Come let us sing for joy to the Lord. Come let us sing for joy to the Lord. Come let us sing for joy to the Lord. Come let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Come let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord our God is a great God, the great King above all gods. Come, let us sing for joy to the our salvation comes through our Lord Jesus Christ who was given to us and who died for us. Jesus, what a beautiful name. Jesus, what a beautiful name. 
take your seats and we continue uh, by responding together in using Psalm 126. I'd like us together to say the words in bold yellow. When the Lord brought back the captives to Zion, we were like those restored to health. Our mouths were filled with laughter our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. Bring back our captives, Lord, like streams in the Negev, those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. Let us continue in prayer. Our Father, we want to thank you and praise you for your invite to be present with you, to come into your presence through the Lord Jesus Christ, through his blood shed upon the cross for us. Thank you that the way, the living way is open for us to come freely into your presence. That this is not dependent upon what we have done, but upon what you have done. And it's not dependent upon how we feel at the time. Whether we feel happy or feel close, Lord, you invite us at all times. And so, Lord, we take the opportunity to come into your presence, to be before you, and to welcome you to speak into our lives, into our hearts, our minds, restoring us, reviving us, repairing us, renewing us. Come, living God, we pray. We do come.
come as we are, acknowledging that we have sinned. We've done wrong things, said wrong things, we've thought wrong things, and we have failed to do what is right. So, Lord, we come humbly before you, asking for your forgiveness, and knowing and trusting your word, which speaks of your forgiveness offered freely to us through the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you that we are able to be forgiven all our sin and restored, the slate wiped clean. For this we give you thanks and praise and the awareness and knowledge of this brings us great joy knowing that we could not clamber our way up to you. We could not work our way into your good books. We did not deserve your favour, but you poured out your unmerited kindness, your grace upon us and welcome us. So Lord, in these moments before you, we bring to you our lives just as we are, with our successes and our failures, the parts of us that seem well and whole and the parts that are broken and hurting, and ask that you would take us as we are, and that you would not let us stay that way, but you would bring the transformation that you seek day by day in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Lord is our shepherd. He leads us. He walks with us and watches over us. Let us sing together.
please take your seats. We now hear the second part of our reading today from Luke chapter 1. This continues from where we left off earlier. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favoured that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, All generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, even as he said to our fathers, Mary stayed with with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. Today, we consider Mary and the joy that she experienced and sang about. We encounter Mary as she is being told of the unique place in world history that she is about to occupy, to be the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ himself. No other would fulfill this role, and no other would go through the trial, trouble, and tumult that she alone would face. At the outset, with the angel Gabriel's greeting, Mary was subjected to a whole range of what must have been confusing emotions. And it is important to recognise that the joy that Mary was also about to experience 
would push its way through them all. This is joy despite feelings and despite circumstances. Now I want to digress briefly with a word about Angel Gabriel. I do feel for poor Gabriel. You know, he's got an amazing role in human history, but if I had his job and faced the reactions that he faces, I would perhaps feel a, a touch of frustration or exasperation. The first time we encounter him uh, by name is in Daniel chapter 8. And we read how Gabriel, as he approaches Daniel, Daniel records, I was terrified and fell prostrate. Daniel was terrified of Gabriel and he fell on his face. Not only that, but we read in uh, verse 18 that while Gabriel is speaking to Daniel, explaining the important vision that Daniel records, that I was in a deep sleep with my face to the ground. Daniel is sleeping through Gabriel's message. I know all too well what this feels like. Perhaps Gabriel's second assignment is going to go better. Zechariah, well, he's a priest. He hasn't got any children, and he and his wife have been praying and longing for a child. You know, Gabriel's got some good news for him, so off you go, Gabriel. So in Luke chapter 1, we read in verse 11, Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, to Zechariah, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and gripped with fear. The history is repeating itself. Poor Gabriel, he has to turn up, just turn up and startles the life out of them. But Gabriel, you see, gets on with the message quickly. And it is good news. Here is much of his message. Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. You are called to call him John. He will be a joy and a delight to you. And many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he was born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. What a great message of encouragement Gabriel has, a message of joy. How we too could do with a John generation, raised up perhaps after years of barrenness, what is Zechariah's response? Well, not only is he startled and gripped with fear, it seems that there is disbelief, questioning, doubting, rejection of the message and the promise. Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. Well, I can imagine at this point Gabriel loses it. The angel says to him, I am Gabriel. 
I stand in the presence of God. And I have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. So there. Well, I added in the so there bit, but we can only imagine maybe the way in which Gabriel said this. So now it comes to giving young Mary a message. How's Gabriel going to handle this one? I think Gabriel's learning. Gabriel kicks off with, Greetings, you who are highly favoured, the Lord is with you. That should do it. But despite this great greeting and this positive proclamation, Mary displays an all too familiar, fearful and troubled response. In fact, we read how she is greatly troubled at his words. Greatly troubled, not just little troubled. Poor Gabriel. Anyway, enough about Gabriel. I detour to point out that Mary's joy is not found here in feelings or in circumstances, but in trusting the word of God, in believing it, in having faith in it. See, though Mary is thrown into a world of uncertainty, though she is assured at the outset of God's friendship, greeted rather than smited by an angel, though she is assured of God's favour, you who are highly favoured, though she is assured of God's presence, the Lord is with you. She still wondered what kind of greeting this might be. You see, fear lurks to steal any joy that might be hers or ours. Perhaps feelings of intimidation at this angel's very presence. Perhaps feelings of insecurity as one who was in all likelihood very young at the beginning of womanhood. What she is presently experiencing is so outside of her usual life's frame of reference. Yet Gabriel gives more reassurance. Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. In this encounter, Mary's world is turned upside down. She is plunged under a wave of God's word. A word that speaks impossible possibilities. She would conceive miraculously. She would carry and give birth to God's own son. She would experience what no one else had or ever will have again experience. You know, I give thanks that 
Mary's initial surface reaction, startled, troubled, fearful, gives way to something deeper, joy. See, cutting through the, the mist of uncertainty and confusion and questioning, of fearful wonder, of feeling greatly troubled, comes joy. And I want to suggest that Mary has a part to play in this. And we too have a part to play in seeing joy come through in our own lives. Put simply, to get to joy, even in the midst of negative and threatening emotions, or upside-down turning circumstances, to get to joy, we take the road of faith. See, Mary declares two things. In verse 38, I am the Lord's servant. And may your word to me be fulfilled. She declares these two things by faith. She does not declare them through a sense of helpless resignation, as though God were forcing his will and she didn't feel she had a choice in the matter. Nor was she declaring them because of indifference, where she was unengaged and uninterested in God's will and purpose through her, that she was simply a vessel. Mary was a young woman who deliberately engages with the will and the mysterious ways of God. She places her entire life at the Lord's command. She displays a servant-hearted and servant-minded attitude. She actively desires that God's word be fulfilled through her willing obedience. This is no reluctant obedience. Again, let me emphasize this. To experience joy, take the root of faith. Faith is not sit-back, fatalistic resignation. And it is not indifference towards the will and ways and purposes and plans of God. It is an active engagement with God in whatever and wherever he is presenting to us for an opportunity for obedience. I want us also to notice that Mary does not grumble and complain about it. How sad to be those in service to the Lord who grumble and complain their way through that service. Such a person robs themselves of the joy that could be theirs. 
Regrettably, I've met many a person who serves the Lord and serves others, but they do so begrudgingly, finding this and that to complain and grumble about, expressing dissatisfaction to anyone who will listen to their complaints, doing the work of a servant but not having the heart or attitude of a servant. Instead, proud, arrogant, puffed up and prickly. Instead of having the attitude of humble gratitude, such a person spreads a dangerous poison of dissension, disunity, discouragement and despair. In fact, they use their platform of service as a way of spreading that pollutant of discontentment. You know, you can even find this salt in the church. The Apostle Paul wrote to the Philippians, reminding them that they are to imitate Christ Jesus' humility through service. He writes, through being like-minded of Christ, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. And he goes on that they were to do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. If you want to be like the world around you, then keep on grumbling and complaining and arguing whilst you're serving. Focus on yourself and on your own interests. But Mary chose active and humble and grateful faith, and it resulted in joy. In fact, Mary sang a prayer. My spirit rejoices in God my Saviour, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. Here we hear an echo of the prayer of another mother-to-be called Hannah in 1 Samuel chapter 2. We read how Hannah prayed and said, my heart rejoices in the Lord. Both women find joy. They rejoice in the midst of troubled times. So today, press on through all feelings and all circumstances to find joy by the root of faith with humility, thankfulness, and contentment 
accepting the Lord's assignments upon your life. Some assignments are more difficult than others. Some we might prefer not to have. And yet we come and subject ourselves and submit ourselves before God. And in our present days, in our land and in our world of trial, trouble and turmoil, may we not be those who sink beneath the wave of despair, but those who in the midst rise up by faith with joy, the joy of the Lord himself flowing within and through us to others. Amen. going to sing uh, our next song before we spend a moment in prayer. No eye has seen. Take your seats and let's continue in prayer.
Father, we pray for a world that doesn't know you. We pray for those who are lost. Living God, show yourself to those who don't yet believe. Allow us to be a source of your light and life to those who need you. Help us to lead people to you, to point people to Jesus in our service, in our hearts and our minds' attitudes. Help us to tell others about you and to have the words they need to hear in their circumstances. We pray for divine appointments in our lives, for those encounters and meetings with people for you. Lord, we pray for the world, for those around and about us to know you. Father, we also pray for those suffering sickness and disease and all ailments, those who struggle in the midst of suffering. Minister your healing, your peace, your patience, your comfort for them and those who care for them. Provide them with love and a sense of hope. Father, we include in this those who battling mental illness and those in the midst of family and relationship strife. Grant them strength in the assurance of your presence. May they experience a community around them that is godly, loving and understanding. May those who need help get the help they need. Provide them with the right tools to experience healing and reconciliation and forgiveness. Father, you are a God of justice. You care for those who are oppressed. You love those who are marginalised. We pray for justice and redemption in this world. Help us to know what is wrong and what is right. Help this world to know what is wrong and what is right. Provide peace and hope to those who are suffering from injustice. Grant the righting of wrongs. And Father, we lament that so many people are suffering from poverty. In your mercy, hear our prayer for those experiencing financial difficulty, those who do not have enough food to feed themselves or their families, those who cannot afford to receive health care or medicine, those who do not have a home. Father, provide for these needs and use us as part of that provision. Father, also our world is torn with war and violence. We pray, provide this world with a peace that is only found in you. We lift those suffering the consequences of war and violence. May you bring physical and mental healing to those traumatised and hurting 
again bring redemption and reconciliation. May your love and peace reign. We pray especially for leaders in our land and around the world. May they do what is right and what is good in your eyes, Look, looking not to their own interests, but to your interests. And Father, there is so much brokenness in this world. Please be with each family that is suffering through bereavement or fractured relationships. Grant love, peace, unity. We pray for each individual whose family has been torn apart by separation or divorce, abuse, abandonment, drugs, alcohol, death and other circumstances. May each one be able to find hope and healing in you. And for those who are lonely, those who have no family, may they find a loving, kind and supportive family in your body of believers, in the kingdom of God. We ask all these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. And we sing our closing song, closing carol, Joy to the World, the Lord has come. The only reason we as individuals are truly able to receive and experience joy and our world is able to is because of this precious gift of God's one and only Son given that we may experience for ourselves reconciliation with God, friendship with God, true companionship and the awareness of, of his goodness and presence and his joy in our lives. So let's sing together.
May God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, bless you this day, these coming days, this Christmas season and into the coming year with great joy that is not based upon feelings or circumstances but finds its very essence and its very root in our loving, living God. Amen.